Dr. Mike here. So do you think folate is only necessary when you're pregnant? Ah, you may want to stick around. We have some interesting things about this powerful nutrient. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. So, um, methyl tetrahydrofolate. Whoa. Try Me- to say that five times. Methyl tetrahydrofolate, methyl tetrahydrofolate, methyl tetrahydrofolate, methyl tetrahydrofolate. Is that pretty good? Bravo. <laughs> I really didn't think I could do it. I could do it. I, I know I can't. Uh, we should probably talk to the audience a little bit what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So this, <laughs> this is a um, huge topic now, right? This is big in the, as you said, in the integrative health arena, right? Yes, it is. Tell us why we are talking about methyl, tet- methyl tetrahydrofolate. Well, you know, it's big because there are many people who cannot make active folate. Okay, so back up. Let's back up. Someone takes someone takes folic acid. Right, and let's just talk about the fact that folic acid is in everything. So yes. your breads, your cereals, yeah. you know, it's all fortified it's with a, folic it's, acid. It's a B9, right? B, B, B9? Vitamin B9. B9. And the reason that, you know, we, the... I guess it would be the government that started the... Fortifying uh, everything with it? That fortified everything was to prevent neural tube defects. Right. So, that, so that's And that's, why that's you the connection to the whole pregnancy thing, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And you do need it in pregnancy. Oh, you need it even before but half, you get half pregnant. But half of the population in this, in this country don't get pregnant. But yet we're forced <laughs> to eat bread fortified with folic acid. Which... Could, you know, it's very controversial. And when I was prepping for this, there's some research now that is saying, is this really a good thing? Should we be doing this? Uh, You know, government agencies. Let me ask you, though. But is, okay, so they're they're fortifying these foods. Does grain naturally have B9? Folic acid? Is it naturally you there? Find, you find it in more so in your green leafy vegetables. And no one eats that. <laughs> right? People that eat bread. True. That's what people so what do they do? They fortified bread. That's true. Yeah. I mean it's a and it's more than just for preventing neural tube defects. Do I you mean, do you know what, what year I, and I'm not putting you on this because I don't yeah. know the year. What year did they start fortifying bread with this? I, I have I have a theory. I'm thinking I have a theory. it's it was around nineteen sixty. Uh-huh. Yes. My theory holds. But <laughs> what's yeah. your theory? Let's hear it. T V dinners. Oh. In the 1950s and 60s, TV dinners hit. I grew up in this even in the 70s. I grew up eating TV huh. dinners. No leafy greens. It was usually the my mom always liked to buy the meatloaf one. I don't know why. It was like a, you know, I think that's what I remember when I think yeah. of TV dinners. It, it was I had this it was like a, a brick of meatloaf with, with some, mashed potatoes with some brown gravy, mashed potato with those gravy and there was usually a green there but it was brown now. Like a green, a brown green bean, right? You remember that? Yeah. And then usually like a little like applesauce or something, like a oh gross something yes. on the side. Oh. But here, no, here's the, okay. So in the fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. um, neural tube defects, there was a rise. Yes, and it, I, I, that's when we started eating processed foods. And I'll ah, tell you, I should and, write a and, paper. And the fortification, those rates dropped. dropped. It so worked. It, it, it worked. worked. It worked. Um, I think the question now is, now that we kind of understand how folic acid is metabolized in the body, it's metabolized a little bit different than the natural folate that you find in foods because folic acid 
is, you know, it's synthetic. It's not, you know, found. So folic acid is what we find in the supplements, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's used because it's a little more heat stable. So, you know, you can bake the bread and then it's not broken down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a rationale behind its use. Uh, but we now know that certain people cannot convert folic acid into active folate. Right, That's right. one issue. Yeah. There another issue. Because they're missing an enzyme, right? We'll get into all that? Yes. Okay. Right. Um, which takes us to MTHFR. MTHFR. So tell us, so, so methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase. reductase. That's the enzyme. Yes, that's the enzyme what does that, that enzyme converts do? folic acid or, or folate in general into the active folate, which is, we, for short, we call it methylfolate, but it's methyl tetrahydrofolate. Methyl tetrahydrofolate. <laughs> that's what you want in your body, right? That's, that's, what, the, that's what you need, right? That's what your body uses. And so we have this enzyme, MTHFR, that, that drives that conversion. Mm-hmm. What we've learned is what? That there are some people who are low in that enzyme, Yeah, so right? up to 10% of the population have reduced enzyme activity up to 70%. So, so that's ten, like, so t- wait, 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 okay. Ten percent <laughs> have have uh, reduced activity up to seventy percent of the time. Right. Okay. So they're so only they're, that, so they're only they're only working MTHFR thirty percent of the time. Well, exactly. Okay. And then fifty percent of people European descent have reduced activity. Interesting. Thirty-five percent. So fifty percent of European descent. It's not wow. working. Wow, that's a lot. Fully functioning. Yeah. So then what happens? Which kind of brings us to, you know, some of the health benefits, why we need folate. One of the main, I guess, um, things that you'll see is people start having elevated homocysteine mm-hmm. when the enzyme's okay, not yeah. working properly. Yeah, let's explain what's going on there because so okay. we got to make that connection for people. All right. You can You're do gonna... it. No, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, in the body, um, homocysteine is just a breakdown product of protein or one of your amino acids, methionine. And that homocysteine, if it builds up, it can damage your arteries. That's one of the main main things and damage other organs. Uh, So what we have is folate, the methylfolate. Helps methionine go down those good pathways. Exactly. Not producing homocysteine. Right. So people with high homocysteine, it might be an indication that they have this problem with this reductase enzyme, right? Exactly. See, that's good. I think that's nice and clear, right? I think so. <laughs> so, so um, let me. So, why not then? So, what's going to be the answer to this? I, I know there's tests coming out. You can yeah. test for this kind of. Should we just start fortifying and supplementing with the active form methyl tetrahydrofolate? If if it was only that simple. I think that is... It's so, it seems like it should be, right? <laughs> you know, what you're finding is a lot of your forward-thinking companies um, and researchers, that is a suggestion, is that, you know what? Let's add Skip some of this yeah. methyl or the active folate. Why are we giving people, you know, something that the body may yeah. or may not is convert? It a co- it's a cost thing, isn't it? You think it's a cost thing? I think it's a cost thing. I think we need more research, but the research that's out there, and we do have, you know, some human studies now mm-hmm. showing that um, that this can be beneficial. Yeah, there is, and there is, I think, some concern. 
when you look at uh, active com uh, forms of nutrients, right? Because mm -hmm. it turns out the body has to convert a lot of these nutrients yeah. we take into mm -hmm. active forms. Um, those active forms are usually produced at that tissue and cell level in many cases, and they get right into the tissue and cells. Mm -hmm. So I think there might also be a concern that if you give somebody just the active form, in, in some cases, maybe bioavailability, that kind of stuff is not as good. Is well, that yeah, part of it? Well, one thing I th uh, that I realize is when you look at metabolic pathways in the body, let's say you are a person that may have reduced enzyme activity in one spot. Usually the body can make up for it in a in different, other ways. Yeah, in other yeah. ways. There's other pathways to yeah, connect. Yeah, you kind of think about pipes. If one, you know, pipe is clawed going down one pathway, then it's the water's <laughs> got to go the other way. So that's kind of the, the same is idea. That your, is that your plumbing 101? That's my plumbing. Block it over here, it goes over there. <laughs> so what, you, what you're thinking, if sometimes if you give too much of the active yeah. and then there's a clog somewhere else, it's not. It, it's not it going to move. Stop, yeah, it could. Yeah. It could block up a pathway in okay. a different. Okay. All right. So um, how do we? How area. do? You, how can somebody? How can a listener figure out if they have a a problem converting active folic acid? And it's this enzyme that's the issue. Yeah. So it's really a cheek swab. It's a genetic test. And they're just going to look for this enzyme, basically the expression of this enzyme. So the genetic test will give you, will let you know whether or not. And there are two. Well, this is where it really gets a little complicated. But we call them SNPs. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's it's where um, when you look at your genes that code for different proteins, which this enzyme. Uh, MTHFR mm -hmm. is a protein. Um, you find that some people uh, just have genetic variations where they just may not not as know, active, not as just powerful, not as, not as something. Yeah. Um, so you can do a genetic test, and depending on if you received a copy from your mom and your dad, then you know it can vary with. The, the, the level of the activity. Some okay. people, and it all could this, be up to 75% reduced. And this but it's test, just a test. And this, and this test lays all this out for you, like how active your MTHFR is yes. that will help to convert the folic acid. Yes, I, um, I got the test done. Um, I have a really great uh, functional medicine doctor, and I found out I have one of the genetic mutations <laughs> quote Crystal. unquote Crystal has everything <laughs> you try everything and you have everything and but you know it's so now i know that yeah. i just need to this, take the active folate yeah and this is pretty um uh, pretty new new stuff right because yes. I, I there was a time years and years and years ago when i was in medicine and practicing you know people with high homocysteine levels our treatment for that was to give them b12 and folic acid but i i do now remember there was always people refractory to that treatment you yeah. just couldn't get it down and most likely it's because they weren't activating those important vitamins right right and that's another way most people who have stubbornly high homocysteine it's due to this due to this enzyme yeah. and this is all the rage right now checking this kind of stuff right? it's all the rage now i mean i think we're seeing it spill over into conventional yeah. medicine so, and life extension has this test right oh yes right. Yeah. we do yeah and, do and we and we have the homocysteine test as well yeah <laughs> i won't i won't ask for the price it's okay, okay. thank yeah. you <laughs> all right this is fascinating stuff so um so to just to kind of summarize 
Folic acid is is more than just about pregnancy. It's an important vitamin B9, Mm -hmm. important to metabolism, important to nerve health, brain, all that kind of stuff, right? And um, um, and I would say especially important for cardiovascular health. Cardiovascular health. If you have a, you know, if you're at increased risk of cardiovascular disease then this is something you should right, be right. looking into. And, and we should be supplementing with this every day, uh, in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you're, if, if, if you're concerned about this, if you have a high homocysteine level, you can get that checked. You may want to ch- look into this genetic um, aberration a little bit of this enzyme, right? Yes. Fantastic stuff. All right. See, this was a fun topic. It was all right. It was okay. No, that's good. Those people want it. We're going to give it to them. That's right. All right. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening today. For more podcasts, go check out liveforeverish.com. You can you can watch more or listen to more. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe. Please. <laughs> you can like, share, comment, any way you can interact. We really appreciate, appreciate that. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.